0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree sits. Is, is this the, the passing of a torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It, it
1: comes down to that, that front office
0: and what they feel is most important. The champ
1: is
2: here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here?
0: We always look forward to to that week because it was always intense.
2: The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys still, but Dante was my guy. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by betonline.ag. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co-host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the off season. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn and former quarterback Eric Warfield. Eric, how you Hello, doing, bud. buddy? First week into the, 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 the new year. How you feeling, bud?
1: Oh, I'm good. You know, a year older. Don't feel any
2: better, any older, but
1: it's what it is. You have a good weekend. Good
2: weekend of celebrations.
1: I did play some good golf, man. Weather was amazing here. Um, you know, don't hit it as far. Don't, don't. I can't really play a whole eighteen, but I still enjoy it. What
0: well, you say? You can't play a whole eighteen, man. My back is jacked up. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, do you uh now you. Like I, I, what I would do is I would usually like take some Tylenol just ahead of time. You know, what I'm saying and just you know get ready, pre, pre, <laughs> pre-medicate, I guess you would say, to yeah. get all that, that that swelling out, man. Every time I would play like a, a you know tournament, you know, a scramble or something like that, I always like look, let me go on, pop a couple of these jokers, you know, because I already know what's coming.
2: Yeah,
0: so. it helped the times. Yeah,
2: yeah. Is that one of those things, like, I mean, as you guys, I mean, you guys play football professionally, so it's like you guys have aches and pains all over a lot. I mean, it's one of those things where you, Tylenol can only do so much when you have, like, serious pain, like, in your back?
1: Basically, I mean, like, I've got a major issue. You know, I've been having mine since 2000, I think, or 99, whatever it was when I started this. So uh, there's days it's tolerable.
0: There's days it's it puts you on your ass, so. But if, if people don't know what it feels like for your back to go out on you, you, you just, you have no idea uh, what that is. And, and I'm talking about it feels like your whole transmission, like your car, like your transmission goes out on your car. Like it just, it's, it's, it's gone right there from your well, core. Well, that's,
1: that Well, that, that's kind of a hard assessment there because you can't, you don't feel the pain. You know, that's, that's your car. Uh, well, but when, when your body just gives out and you're not allowed, no matter what you do mentally or physically uh to get through it yeah it, it's 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 tough
0: tough yeah well i was saying like you know with your transmission like you can't go nowhere right like you can, that's, yeah. that's what i meant like as soon as that did your transmission gone you were in bed you were, you know bent over um you know and I, i've had the same thing like with e you know just uh back pain ultimately that's that's what really did it for me uh but like what i try to do now man as much as possible. Um, I try to do like at least supplement my diet with a lot of stuff like turmeric and stuff, like just anti-inflammatory, like foods and whatnot, uh, as much as possible. That's what I try to do. Um, I probably need to stretch a little bit more than what I I, I, I do. You know, actually, that's non-existent. I don't really stretch, maybe touch my toes to uh, tie my shoe. That's about it, though. But I don't know, man, as much as you can do to alleviate it, but that's at golf. And as much as E golf, E, as much as you golf, I know, man. I know you're back. Shoot. Yeah, at least
1: well, say so, so I don't play as much as y'all think I do. I play a lot according to what how to how much you guys play. Because I know you guys don't play a whole lot. Uh, but I, I'm not out. Everybody thinks I'm like out every day. And it's like, no, nah, that's not, that's not my lifestyle. And if I can get out two times a week, that's you know, that's a good week. But okay. I mean I, I I try to get out once, once a week at least.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, man, you was out there on the shoot on the course no. two or three times a week. Easy. No. <laughs> Better put me in a wheelchair if I do that. Yeah, I, I, I
2: hear How many holes do you hit? Like if you were to go out to play golf tomorrow, say what six, you go you go nine?
1: Technically, actually we're playing tomorrow, eighteen, but I'll see what I'm what I'm allowed to to get through. Um I know around thirteen, it, it's it's it kicks in uh, um but i don't know i still enjoy it though i was going to say you have to y'all, love it y'all man you tell my language is different with these
0: things man no what you what you, you, you got kidding? you still got uh uh-uh.
1: uh yeah i got a couple more months with this stuff
0: what you uh the uh what is those uh, the uh venezuela
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. but um nah, we, I was going to say, what are you, are you trying to get into movies or something? What, what what's man, doing, so you doing, man? Know,
1: I'm going I'm to I'm go ahead and fix my grill. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Uh, I'll get them whitened after they're done. Okay. And I'm going to hire me a personal trainer and see if I can make get on the bachelor. <laughs>
0: April? You, no, April? No, I'm lying.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if they had a celebrity bachelor, that'd be sweet. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. Oh my
2: goodness!
0: Okay. <laughs> oh my god! And Herbie, I was sitting there thinking, I, I thought you were for real too. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's
1: a good one. <laughs> nah, dude, I had to go in to get a toothpick, and during the process of it, they was like, man, you know, we can do whatever you you wanted here. So they showed me the a list of everything that was available. I said, you know what? I got these two front teeth that, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of cross, so if you want to, uh, yeah, I can go ahead and fix those. It's like, man, I can get you an Invisalign six months and you'll be done. Bleach them after that if you want. So, okay.
2: How often yeah. do you have to go in to get them checked? Huh? How often do you have to go in and get, and get those checked?
1: Uh, the first week they give you two. And you wear one for a week, the second for a week, and then they give you a, a six weeks worth, and it's every six weeks after that.
2: Okay.
1: Now,
0: I, I can hear it when you were saying the "s." You, oh yeah, you six. six. <laughs> it. Ain't,
1: I don't sound like Mike Tyson doing. <laughs>
0: No, you ain't quite that bad. You ain't quite that bad. Man, it
1: sucks because like this, this, you know, you're trying to talk to people. I notice it and then they, they don't quite notice it. And so I feel like embarrassed because I, I know words don't come out correct. I know I, I, I have the list on a lot of other things, so but I mean I'm almost halfway through it, so okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: Becomes one of those yeah, things. So I'll, say, I'll send
1: my application name for the Bachelor and see what happens. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say Mega. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go ahead and do it, man. Why not? Shoot. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, celebrity shoot. Bachelor. That'd be a, that. That's a show that you yeah. haven't thought of that. that. That needs to be something. I'd like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so lots to get into this week um, on a variety of fronts. Uh, free agency, trades, um, and then a little bit off the field stuff that happened this week. Um, just very interesting talk. Uh, but we're going to begin with kind of the blockbuster of the, the offseason so far. Um, so yesterday, the Denver Broncos traded two firsts, two seconds, a fifth-round pick. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Uh, Wilson now joins the Broncos, who went 7-10 and 10 last year, last in the AFC West and a team that has been searching for their guy since Peyton Manning uh, retired. Um, so the question begs uh, with Wilson being added to the Broncos in the division with Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, how much pressure does this put on Brett Veach to fix our defense?
1: I mean, adding Russell Wilson is definitely a, a an asset to your team,
2: you know, him alone and
1: his statutes. Uh, of what he's proven so far. Um, dude's a top 10, you know, e- even in a bad year for the team overall. Uh, so it definitely, you know, adds value to the team. Uh, for whatever Denver gave up, you know, to give him, I think it's worth it. Uh, but it's kind of irrelevant because, you know, he's a part of the team now. Uh, what we have to do is make sure that we've, we've made the right improvements, uh, to our team to get better. And the thing that Denver hurt us with was their ground and pound. Those two running backs, you know, kind of ran through us. It wasn't much of what the quarterbacks could do. It was the run defense. And to add a Russell Wilson and, and his passing ability to an offense like that, you know, that's a definite upgrade. Um, and something that, you know, Veach, Andy Reid, and then the rest of the staff will have to, you know, look at improving, um, you know, I don't know if we have the cap to go after a Bobby Wagner and I saw he was released today. Uh, I, I think it saved them almost $17 million and that'd be a big hit to us. Uh, you know, still, we don't know what's going to happen with, I, I think we're still up in the air with Tyron Matthews. So, um, but adding somebody like Bobby Wagner is a, is a definite upgrade also, um, to the, to our defense. And, um, but overall, yes, uh, it does add a little pressure. But I think the offseason itself, and then not achieving the Super Bowl, uh, adds pressure to what you need to to upgrade with your team overall. Uh, you know, and I think we're trying to find ways now to uh, ease up on the cap to have money to to address the the issues that we need to address. So.
0: Man, you know what I, I think? Man, it just tells you that the division just got more challenging, no doubt about it. I mean, we, we're talking about it. And I don't, he said top ten. Shoot, I think arguably, man, probably top five to be honest with you, uh, just with his level of talent. And so, well,
1: I was just saying top ten, even on a bad year for the for the. Well,
0: team, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's no, yeah,
1: definitely the no
0: top top quarterback. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and so and I think that's what you know when when you bring that type of talent over to, you know, the Broncos, what they already had. um, that's, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for a quarterback. And we're talking about a franchise quarterback that still has some, a lot of years still left in him. And he, he plays some really good ball. And if you play some around some guys, you I mean, did, did a tremendous job in, in Seattle. um, You know, Veach got it, he has to address it. I mean, but Beach had to address it anyway, just because of what we had in the in the division to deal with. And then, of course, having to deal with it in the conference in itself. So now, like I said, it's just even more challenge to bring those guys in. And so, the guy like Russell Whistlin, who who is who is very like methodic in the way he, he's doing things. He he manages the you know the game well, doesn't really turn it over a ton. Uh very smart player, very, very high caliber quarterback. Um you, you know, Veach has got to say, look, you know what? We got to get some guys, get some pass rush, uh, you know, against him. Like he said, Bobby Wagner would would be a great addition. Uh, we got we got to get some boys up front, man. We had to get some guys up front. Uh, definitely, to, to stop him. And it's, it's going to be a lot more, a lot tougher. It's going to be a lot tougher. And so right now, just adding him, uh, I think what the the Broncos were 7-10 last year. I mean, you know, they, they without a doubt, are being put into contenders. You know, no question about it. Uh, now, look, I, I say this. Uh, now, I like Noah Fett a lot in uh in Denver I don't know if they got the other tight end out there too was pretty good but I don't think he he's quite like Noah Fant uh, I think they might have to do something to kind of replace Noah Fant on offense with their tight end but they got some receivers no doubt about it they got a running game uh they got some guys going to be able to protect him uh but uh Veach uh if if he's going in um I think everybody's kind of talking about that and, and y'all could y'all could talk about this too what do y'all think as far as what the Chiefs are looking for in the first round so if we, if we're looking for edge pass rusher, I know we're talking about, you know, like you said, we don't quite know where uh, Tyre Matthew is with this whole deal. I, I, I don't know if we got the money. They don't. I don't know if they want to sign him for the type of money he's asking for, and that's kind of probably the issue. That's it, been a lot of talk with those things going on. So, you know, we're talking about that. Maybe addressing, you know, a safety. Definitely need, an, I think, another linebacker. We got a young linebacker core, but we need another guy. I think with that, like an older guy, a general in the middle. Kind of address those things uh, since Hitchens not going to be there. Uh, so, you know, what, what do y'all think? What do y'all think as far as like, man, first round, what are what are we looking at?
1: I don't know. Um, you know, being in those rooms to to figure out, you know, what 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 we benefit from mostly. Everybody on the outside is going to say defense, that because that's mostly where you know we get the most inconsistent play at. You know, everybody's happy with what we have as a quarterback, as a tight end and, a, and a, you know, receiver. So I think that most of the criticism that we get from the team comes defensively, uh, even though, you know, uh, I think with the last game, uh, from what I read and read and kind of saw in the last game, uh, Patrick just, you know, didn't fulfill moments in the second half. Uh, but that's not a big concern of ours right now. It's more so what we have defensively and and what we're going to be missing and what we could possibly upgrade with. You know, we, I think you know we we got a great defensive lineman in, in Chris Jones. What do we keep on the outside? I don't know if we can keep Ingram. I don't know what the conversation is about that. Uh, I, I think there's talks about uh, releasing Frank Clark. Uh, you know, even though he kind of came through in the second half of the season. So I have no idea what we're going for. And I'm, I agree with you because we don't know what Tyre is asking for. And I think he's asking for top, you know, three safety money. So, yeah. uh, you know, th- there's a lot that goes into what you need and what you can afford. Yeah. What
0: do you say, Marcus? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, based on Twitter um, and seeing what Tyron Matthews has been saying over the last few days, he's been deleting a lot of tweets. Um, it sounds like he is gone. I mean, the, the report is that he's testing the market and just based on <laughs> what, what he's tweeting and deleting and to respond to a lot of Chief fans, it sounds like he is gone. Um, and what I what I read was Patrick Mahomes has told uh, – a PFN reported this. that Patrick Mahomes told Brett Veach – that he wants him to to pursue a veteran number two receiver this offseason, So it doesn't sound like we were going to go into the draft and draft a rookie receiver, at least the top one, the top two rounds. Um, And just hearing Brett Veach at the press conference at the the combine last week, there's, there's a lot of depth at cornerback and secondary in this, in this draft. So, and based on his past, he doesn't ever, he doesn't really go for the hot high touted um, cornerbacks or safeties. So, I think it might be an edge rusher. I think I think we go best best player, best edge rusher available. Obviously, depends what we do in free agency up until that point. But I mean, I think if, I, like we said in the show, Spags relies on a lot of a, a lot of pass rushers, a lot of speed guys yeah. in the edge. We just haven't had that, and I think you know it doesn't hurt to have too many of those guys if we do end up spending up some money on edge guys uh, this offseason season and then drafting one. So that, that's that's what I think. i uh, edge, but I guess we'll see right
0: and, and i guess you know because the, i'm kind of asking that because now when you have somebody like you know russell wilson get you know gets here right the type of weapons he has around him like you said is it, this right here we got to concentrate you know beach has got to say look man all right is this thing right here is a real deal it definitely got tougher it's much more of a challenge what do we do to contain this guy right here right and so i i don't what they don't have in, in, I'll say this, what they don't have in Denver, I don't think is the caliber of receivers like Russell Wilson had up there in Seattle. I, I did that, you know, so that, that'd be the kind of thing that they got to kind of deal with. They don't have a DK Metcalf and they don't have a locket. So that, that, there you go. And then you just lost your tight end too. So is, you know, you know we just had to see. We just had to see.
1: You know what? Uh... My opinion, you know, you get you get a well experienced Russell Wilson added to the AFC West. He's still not better than Herbert. He's still not better than, to me, Derek Carr. I mean, stat wise, he is. Okay, but you get younger talent that's able to make the same throws. Maybe not impress you more offensively that Russell Wilson does, but you know, but shit, Derek Carr's putting up some great numbers, and Herbert, you know, has. Proven since he stepped into that starting role, that he's a top quarterback. I think he's a top ten guy, also. Um, but to me, I think he's the fourth best in our conference, even with all of his accolades.
0: Really, wow! Just my opinion. I, I got you. I got you. That's no man. I, I tell you what. Look, I like it, it, both those guys, Herbert and, and Cars. Really talented. I know Cars struggled over the years. Justin's come in, and he, you know, he, he's he's got some guys on the outside. We, we we know that uh good tight end so he, he he said fourth in the conference i don't know if i agree with that he not not at all i think to me patrick russell herbert and then Carr. that that's, that's how i would put him that's my opinion all right
1: it. i'll say this i'll take him over derrick Carr. i won't take him over Herbert.
0: okay
2: if you're speaking from like a current, like right now?
1: Yeah, like right now. Not not back, you know, before Russell was proven, but at, at what at, at the rate that these two young guys are playing, Herbert and Carr, mm-hmm. I would take Herbert before I take Russell Wilson. Mm. Bigger, makes every throw accurate. Um I, I just like his build, his build up. Uh, and take nothing from Russell. Um, right. That I just take Herbert over him. Now Derek Carr, different situation, but yeah, for me as a GM, I take Herbert over over Russell.
0: It's a good argument. Okay, you know, this you could definitely argue the point for sure. You know, uh, <clears throat> I just know, a man, with a guy with nine Pro Bowls, shoot Super Bowl. I mean, in you know a Wiley vet, I, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. Like like you're saying right now, I. I Okay, I, I can see that argument for sure.
2: And trajectory-wise, if you look at Russell Wilson's last two years, I mean, you can say O-line issues in Seattle kind of plays into that a little bit. But last yeah. two year's the stats haven't really been, you know, the rust that, we, that we've known, you know. Um, I, I, someone brought up a good point on Twitter. If you look at uh, the bottom half of um, uh, offenses that allowed sacks last year, uh Broncos are right there with uh Seattle. So they they do have some they do have some troubles to kind of fix on the the old line as far as pass protection. So that's something they're going to have to fix and that's something that Russell's going from Seattle, which he had a big problem with him not addressing the offensive line. He's coming to Denver with a team that has um pass protection issues. So that'll be interesting. If Russell is really
1: really accurate. This is the thing with him that I kind of noticed. He's very accurate. He can make the short throws, mm-hmm. he can make the long throws. He is a chunked guy too. He loves to go down the field. And that's what gets him, you know, uh, gives up a lot of sacks offensively because he wants to go for that big throw. They don't kind of like us. We don't like throwing the slant when you can take that four or five yards and try to, you know, let a receiver break something. We don't like those hitch routes. We want the chunks. And that's kind of where Patrick gets in trouble because, you know, we've kind of designed those chunks. We don't, we don't, we still don't have slants thrown into our offense. We have crossing routes, short crossing routes. And if it's not a crossing route, it's a let Pat improvise and somebody scramble up and then we catch him down the field. Uh, but as far as like the three-step drop, boom, we don't do those. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're a gimmicky team. And I think over the years, you know, Russell has become that same quarterback. He's he's not that three-step uh, quick slant. He wants to jump. And all to me, just what I've seen. Right, That's right. what a lot of DK Metcalf is catching. That's what a lot of lockers. Locke is always catching something deep down the field.
0: And
1: a lot of of the stuff with Russell is scrambling in the backfield making plays. And, yeah, he's, like I said, improvises and does well with it. But you still got to, you know, be able to make those three-step drops. And that's something we got to add to our offense. And I know I said this to you guys earlier. Like, I don't know why we don't line Kelsey up outside one-on-one and throw a fade route or, you know, try to take advantage, especially down in the red zone. There's not, there's, I don't think there's a linebacker that can cover him. And they try to put safeties on him. He's too big for those guys. And we don't try to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Even the back, the back shoulder throws. We don't even throw those. Like there's a lot within our offense that we stay away from.
0: All this is gonna change. You, you know that, right? Because we got Flash. Flash is here. He's here. He's here, baby. Flash is here. He is here. Yes, sir. All right. Yes. Hey, hey, he's found the home. Hey, he's going to have a whole off-season to get everything right. I'm pushing for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see. So th- if they don't add that to the repertoire, seriously, put that in your bag of tricks, whatever it is, you know, you you got to. yeah, You, you got to put that all in your bag. So that's what I'm looking for. And You know, we get the other guy, the other receiver, but, you know, that's true. Let's see what Flash can do. <laughs> I mean, he seems excited
2: I mean, based on his he's, tweet. He's
0: excited. Yeah. <laughs> shoot, he should be. Listen. Okay. Look, that's a, that's a whole different topic discussion, but the man's happy to be here. I think he knows who's in a building. He gets to be in the building. He gets to come in, get his feet really wet the way he wants to right? and dominate, get some connection and some chemistry. Now he's got the whole kit and caboodle, you know, so now the, the coordinators and all that could work with him. Andy, all of those could work with it. So, you know, so use it for what, it, what it's worth, you know, so. That's where I look at it.
2: Yeah. And we'll see what the, what the team thinks of him as far as who we bring in this offseason, who we draft. Um, if we only bring in one veteran receiver, then obviously it speaks to what the team thinks about Josh Gordon's potential in the offense. So I guess we'll yeah. see on that. Um, so catching up uh, with the uh, current events with the Chiefs from this past week. Uh, so this week, as expected, the Chiefs placed a franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr. And they are allegedly close to extending Tyreek Hill. Which would be structured in a way that would lower his cap hit this for this upcoming season, um, in allowing us to make more moves, uh, coming up. But, uh, what do you all make of these kind of ex- expected moves from the Chiefs?
1: I mean, we already talked about that, I think, a couple of weeks ago when we said that best case scenario is to tag Brown and you know, <laughs> restructure. I know I said restructure Patrick and probably Kelsey's contracts because, uh, and just pay them more up front. Uh, but I think they're doing that with, with, Tariq and and I'm assuming they're still gonna do it with uh, those other two guys. So when you need money and you can, you know, uh, the older guys are able to step up and help the team out and restructure, uh, it, it helps a lot. You know, I know Tariq over the years, or at least in the last couple of years said that, you know, he wasn't gonna do anything like that because he had to look out for his family. And I, I think he understands more so that it's not to take money out of his pockets Uh, than to give it up front um, and and restructure it that way. But still, um, I don't know. I I mean, having him still as our number one is great. Uh, Holding on to a Brown of which I I think he still made the Pro Bowl, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Didn't have the best year. Um, I think it was more so of our offense just catching on fire midway through the season, uh, which helped him out because – the young guys stepped up and I thought they played way better than what he did. Uh, obviously they didn't get the nod to play in the pro bowl, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about the young talent that we have on the line. And, you know, now it's just a matter of taking whatever money we can save from these restructured uh, guys and tags uh, to, to go ahead and upgrade the rest of the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, it was, just, you know, it was practical moves, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, that's, that's what you do with, with Orlando Brown, uh, junior. I mean, you had to go ahead and tag him up, uh, you know, that, that's your main guy on the offensive line to protect Patrick. And so, you know, you, you, you invest in him for that year. That, that's buying your time. That's what you want to do, buy time, buy time as much as possible. Um, but like he said, you know, he, he's going to get better. You know, I think, you know, going from right to left uh, was that transition in itself. It, 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 it takes some time, you know, because your body is, is geared toward doing things, you know, a particular way. Uh, and I think he's going to get better. He's definitely going to get better, but I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we, you know, went ahead and tagged him. Um, and so that that's good for us. Tyreek, uh, man, look, this guy is a once in a lifetime kind of talent and a guy like that. You can't let him walk out the building. I don't care. I'm, I'm just for real. That's, that's the way I look at it. I think with him, um, what he can do offensively, he's such a weapon. I mean, it, it, and, and, doesn't look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. He's just now hitting a stride, man. He's, he is absolutely playing obliterating offense. You know, he's he's so talented. Speed. I mean, he's just making – when I'm telling you, man, he, he's out there, man, like on a playground. He's making guys miss and just making them look silly. And I don't see anybody else in the league doing what he's doing. I, I just don't. And So when you got a guy like that, you got to make sure you're going to do everything possible to get that deal done. Um, so, you know, great hats off to them, you know, making sure we're pushing it, get this thing, you know, figured it out. Uh, but if you – as long as you have a guy like him, Kelsey, and Patrick, you always going to be – you're always going <laughs> to be in that mix. That's the way I look at it offensively. So I don't care if you don't have anybody else around you. Those three guys in itself is going to – you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to speak danger to any defense. So um, great getting it done. I'm looking for him to be here for, for, for years on. And, and so to me though, that was, that was the necessary move, the practical move. I mean, that's what you do. So, you
2: know. His extension right now is not, it hasn't been reported yet, but the the early reports are it's about four years, 85 million um, Mm -hmm. with a lot guarantee because the last contract he took was that summer where there was kind of that, we didn't know what was going on. There was an investigation with this, something went on with this child. Um, and they, we kind of, we kind of got a deal on him because of all that was going on. And so, you know, obviously we found out that there, that nothing happened with that. And you know, he's been pretty, you know, he's been on good behavior for, since that contract. So um, now, now he's getting his due, essentially. So I do
0: like this, Tyreek. I'm gonna give you a pen. I'm gonna give you a check. You got X amount of money to work it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close my eyes, and I'll let you sign it the way you want to. I mean, for real. I mean, like a guy like that. Look, he, he and he, and he, and he proved it. He proved his past year and up, you know, shoot, like I said, man, you, yeah. You don't let a guy like that walk out the building. You don't You get it done.
2: And also, and also creating space for this, this coming off season. So that's a great, right. great move. Yeah. Um, all right. So the final topic of the night, this is more of a, a larger topic. I'm just curious to hear what you guys have to say on this, but, um, so in a bigger story this week, uh, receiver that we talked about in this show as a possible guy we could go get it was Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for at least a year for placing a few bets this season. Um, I think a three team parlay, a four- five team parlay, and a six team parlay. Um, while he was away from the team, um, he was out for yeah, he had some mental health issues that he was, that he was working through. Um, he was contemplating retirement, but during that period, he placed a bet while he was in Florida. Um, what do you all think of this uh, at least one year uh, punishment for uh, placing bets on the NFL? Well,
0: I'll tell you what, I, to me, I, I think that the uh, the punishment uh, for him for the year, I think it's a little bit harsh. I, I do. That's, that's my opinion of it. Um, and I think they did an investigation saw that he didn't really bet against the, the Falcons and it was games he, he didn't play in. Um, but, you know, rules are rules. I get that. Rules are rules. But sometimes with some of these things can be adjusted. I, I think, you know, just blatantly, Hey, we're going to give you a year for this thing. And look, guys, look, I've heard, you know, people talk about, you know, the whole gambling and, and team. I, I understand the whole integrity thing. I do. I, and I, I agree with it 100%. Uh, but the guy was, you know, showed contrition. He did. He was like, look, I apologize. I didn't you know, know $1,500 and stuff like that, but to take man $11 million away from this guy. I mean, that is excessive. I, I think it's excessive. I, I think, you know, the punishment should fit the crime. So Goodell and them with their, them doing the, the uh, uh, investigation could say, Hey, look, you know what? We're going to give you, I don't know, half a season, whatever. Uh, You know, eight games, 10 games, whatever, whatever it may be. Man, let the guy earn something. You know, that's the way I look at it. For him to be out an entire year, plus what he had to deal with last year with the whole mental issue. I mean, it's it's an expensive uh, expensive lesson. It is. I just, man, I hate it. I hate to hear this for him. I I really do. Uh, You know, I know people say, man, these things are posted up in the locker room. Guys know all these things and stuff like that, man. And with all of this gambling all around that they just put in your face everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Should we put it out, you know, on our, our, our TV right here, you know, with our, our viewers? And if air pushes, you know, betting on a lot, betting, betting, betting. So, you know, to me, it's just, I just think it's unfair. I think it's excessive. So that's where I'm at with it. I don't
1: have an opinion on it, man. It's like, I, I you know, I understand the Pete Rose situation um do I think Pete Rose belongs in in the hall of fame 100% I don't have a vote I don't have a say on that um um, at the moment I can understand the Ridley situation um but again to I, I agree with JD like I think it's harsh um But I can't sit and say that, you know, what's right and what's wrong as far as gambling when uh, we just legalized a lot of this stuff um, for extra income for the owners and for these teams. So, um, but, you know, if that's the rule for, for the for the leagues, all the leagues, I think. Yeah. Uh, so a punishment should come. I, I just don't think it should be as, as much as what it is.
0: Yeah. And and really, man, you got to take an account, you know, with a guy who was sitting over there, he's, like I said, he's apologetic. He came in, he was forthright with every information as far as like when he came and asked him, he was like, yeah, I I did, you know, it was 1500 bucks, you know, what I did. And, you know, people talking about, well, you got a gambling problem this and that look, you know, I don't believe that. And it's just, you know, to kind of take, man, that's what I hate. Like these these issues that people kind of you know all of a sudden you now you're above somebody because he, he makes a mistake oh you' have difference? he lost some limit well you know what the rule was yeah man but shoot how I many y'all were driving over the speed limit not getting caught that's that's why I like when when we sit there saying things like that like he has an opportunity to make a livelihood and I just think that you know like I think it's just excessive I really do hey, shoot man you dri- you're driving a guy to day dag <laughs> on gamble shoot yeah, so might have to gamble now to try to get some money back. Betting on horses. Now I guess you could bet on other other things besides you just can't bet on football. You could bet other sports and all of that. So now, shoot, now you now you know made it even worse. <laughs> you know that's almost like when 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 dudes you're calling in the league, you know with a with a drug, right? Uh, maybe smoking weed. and all of a sudden you're out of the league. But now all of a sudden you're making my alcoholic. or At least they get into it because you hadn't necessarily dealt with the issue in itself. Uh, but I think it's a punishment. Hey, maybe get the guy some help. How about that? How about you put him in a program about betting so he understands it fully, you know? And then make sure that you you're, you're talking about these things constantly all the time. Should so have those signs and stuff in the, in, the, in it, you know, in in buildings and stuff like that. People are not even reading anyway. So, you know, like I said, man, he was he was off the team at the time. He was hurt. That just man it's excessive. And I'm gonna say this: e I agree with you. Hey, Charlie Hustle needs to be put in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, that's it. Pete Rose needs to be put in, period. The man did his due. He did his time, man. Come on. Put Pete Rose in. Charlie Hustle.
2: I mean, I think more so, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think it's a harsh punishment. Um, I think they're just trying to make an example out of him because they don't want to be more excessive and get a player in the future doing, doing this more excessively. But I, I saw a tweet yesterday um, that it was – It's that we hold our NFL players, this just shows that we hold our NFL players uh, to a higher standard than we do our politicians. And I know we don't talk politics on the show, but um, that politicians can buy and sell stocks with privileged insider information and nothing happens. But, you know, Cal really uh, bets $1,500 on three different parlays and he gets suspended and he loses $11 million out of it. So it's like, I mean, it's kind of like a a bizarre world that we're living in. (laughs)
0: Yeah. $1,500 is a lot different than, you know, insider trading traded and stocks yep. making millions, you know, that's criminal behavior. No doubt about it. I agree with you. One of them
2: said, you know, so. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. He can bet on any other sport. Like you said, JD, He can bet on any other sport, NBA, NHL, soccer, Russian, ping pong, if he wants to, he can bet on all that stuff. So, I mean, there's, there's other options for him. Um but, yeah, hopefully – and the thing that's – I was watching First Take the other day, Stephen A. Smith made a good point, is that he didn't want to play with his team. He wanted to be out of Atlanta. So, now he's suspended. So, now this whole year's done. So, the next year he's got to give Atlanta one more season. And they'll probably trade him the following year. But that's just, you know, that that one mistake leads to another year of having to go back to Atlanta and, you know, and deal with that. So Expensive lesson, man. God, dog. Dang 11 mil, man. <laughs> but, all right, fellas, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to cheap Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week, and we'll get into more off-season stuff. So we'll see you next week. Peace out, fellas. My brother.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on
2: YouTube.